Not only are you getting a Thursday night football preview of the New Orleans Saints and the Los Angeles Rams. Without Tony. Without Tony, even better. But you're getting two extra games in the preview. We're going to go through the Saturday night games as well. There is the Bengals playing at Pittsburgh. Rivalry, 4.30 p.m. Eastern time on the 23rd. And the Bills play at the Chargers on Saturday night at 8 o'clock on Peacock. I got bad news for them. <laughs> Nobody's downloading Peacock to watch that shit. No, Peacock's fucked up. I like the energy that they had. They probably paid like $40 million yeah. to have that fucking game. Some guy probably like put his like yeah. name on the line. Like this is this is the risk we need to take like seven months ago. We're Peacock. The, and now the shows ain't hitting. They're blaming that poor fellow. You know what happens when you put your name out there on Justin Herbert? This is typically <laughs> yeah. the result of that. Exactly. So we're going to go through all three games, you know, look at uh, the weather, of course. We're going to look at the fantasy options. Y'all are in the semifinals of your fantasy game. So this might be important. You might just want to fade everything that we're yapping about right now. But here goes fucking nothing. We're going to do a normal 30 minutes per game like we usually do on Thursday nights. So this is a good hour and a half plus episode. Up. Saints play at the Rams. The Rams are four-point favorites, 46-and-a-half-point over-under. It does matter because both teams are fighting for playoff spots. Saints are right behind the Bucks for the NFC South. The Rams are in a wild-card spot, I believe, right now. It's weird. They're in, like, different tiers to me, but, like, Saints win this game, and it's like, hold who to, up. Who to go? Saints in the playoffs? Say it, Dan. Derek Carr in the playoffs? I want to see Matt Stafford in the playoffs bad. So bad. Because it's, it's like with playoff teams, those like wild card teams, I don't care what you did in the regular season. I yep. want to know that you have a, a one-game ceiling. I want to know that you could give me like a really exciting one game, and you know that the Rams offense can do that. They get to play Philly round one. The way Philly is, like... Fireworks, Philly frauds. Have fun picking the Eagles. It's, it's scary. The Philadelphia frauds. So I'm looking at this game, and there's nothing that really sticks out to me for the Saints. I think Chris Olave should be back. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr is good to go. I think for the most part, like both sides are relatively at full strength as far as your skill players go at least but is there anyone I guess you know you're obviously starting Kyron you're starting Puka Cup's been back-to-back huge games so you love him Alave if he's playing you're obviously starting Kamara's been a little bit disappointing he's still giving you like double digits so facts is there anyone just like sneaky in this matchup I mean uh, if that we're like trying to start these are the two I was going to talk about Taysom I feel like he's been pretty quiet but I've he's due that's my logic touchdown is due but the other two that question marks around, I'm not going to do it, but Demarcus Robinson's getting some love. He is. Uh, I will say 2-2, clear concussion protocol. That's Don't know point. that it matters, though, because Demarcus has kind of taken over the 2-2 role. It's not like 2-2's done much. No, he like, hasn't. He was like kind of cool in the beginning of the year, and then Demarcus like just became 2-2. Mm-hmm. And towards... that was when Cup was out. Since Cup came right. back, he hasn't done anything. Good point. Whoever was the third wide receiver. But Robinson's been... been kind of cool lately, and I, I kind of feel like he's carved out a role to the point where like he probably plays over 2-2. I think you got to be really desperate to throw either of those guys into your lineup. Any interest in, like, a Tyler Higby? Is he, if he's still out, or is it David Allen? Who That's the fuck is that? Interest, no. I think I have, like, Higby at, like, tight end, like, 22, 23. Okay. And the ECR is like, you have him four spots too high. And I'm really? like... <laughs> what about Juwan but Johnson? But Juwan... He's coming off a big game. But that was, like, he's his first tempting, game. but that was without Olave. Go for it if you need, but it's not like, let's not just jump him ahead of your guys that's been consistent all year. This is what only- about the only one I could see, like, really 
making a case for Jawan. I got no interest in, but what about Rashid Shahid? Because he did finally come back last week. I believe he led the team in targets and he kind of came back and immediately became a full-time player. And he was good the first like eight weeks yeah, of the season I, before he's, getting hurt. I like to label him as knockoff Gabe Davis. That's kind of the way I see him. It's not great right now considering how Gabe Davis is playing. No, Gabe Davis has become a knockoff Gabe. Like, it's horrible. Yeah. He's putting up a lot of Gabe Davis of might be knockoff for Shiji. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I have him as the low 50s. Okay. But the ECR says I'm low on him. I don't know if I could put him in that 40 range where it's all of a sudden like a somewhat tempting flex play. As I weird get, as it is, yeah. It, with this over under 46 and a half, I mean, they're in SoFi Stadium, so it's going to be like mm-hmm. good conditions all around. I think you could probably do worse than Rashid Shahid. If I would take like really, Rashid really, over Robinson if we're yeah. comparing the two. That's for sure. It's again, it's like if you have to dig in the barrels. Amongst the shitty options, he's a good one, but let's not just put him his name above others that's been consistent all year. Yeah, the Saints defense really just hasn't been what – they were kind of like chalked up to or what what we've looked at them for the last few years. They've, they've kind of been crumbling all around. They have a lot of injuries, I think, that they're actually dealing with, too. So there's really no one that you would normally start. They're getting old, that too. You wouldn't. Yeah, they're getting old Cameron fast. Jordan, Davis, Tyram, Tyram, Tyram. Like, we don't even hear about Honey Badger anymore. No. Like, we know he's on the team, but there's I no generally, talk. if you told, like, if you asked me what team he was on, I wouldn't have been able to tell you that he <laughs> yeah, was on the Saints crazy. right now. I think everything is pretty, like, straightforward with this game. I, I really like the Rams here again. I do think with all these wildcard teams kind of fighting for a spot, I think the team with the veteran quarterback leader that's playing well, who is Stafford here, will be the one that ultimately, like, leads their team to the playoffs. So, I have, I have the Rams here. I'm going to take Rams minus mm-hmm. four. I guess I'll take the over. I think I'm going to do the same, but I'll take the under. I just... Hi. I don't know. You know me, <laughs> me and you aren't the fucking over-under nah, guys. This is I Tony's. actually hate taking the over-unders. <laughs> yeah, this is Tony's thing. There's no more rhyme or reason for that shit. Even the spread, I'm like, yeah, I, I guess. I'll tell you, there's a rhyme or reason for the Bengals and the Steelers being at 36 and a half because those offenses... Not the best. Dude, a month ago, it was like Tomlin deserves coach of the year. So all of a sudden, everyone is hating this man. So the Bengals minus two on the road in Pittsburgh, 36 and a half point over under. Mike Tomlin, I saw something on Twitter the other day that I thought was like a really good comp for the Tomlin situation. Well, I can't stand people being like he's not a good coach anymore. I think someone said um, the Mike Tomlin situation feels really similar to like Andy Reid in Philadelphia. Like he's clearly not a bad coach, but mm-hmm. they just need to kind of move on and probably both go down a different path and like refresh things. I agree in that sense. But I also think like, just move off a picket, like take your loss. Like what are you going to do? Move off a Tomlin and double down on Kenny. I kind of think they're going to have to go back to Kenny next year. (sighs) Like they don't like what, what I don't season Kenny. I don't know what options they really have. Obviously they can go after a vet, but I feel like that's a little bit harder to to do. Yeah. I mean, you could, they're just not an aggressive franchise about this. Mike Tomlin. To the Patriots. He feels like someone that they would oh, go after. Dude. Mike Tomlin to the Pats. They have a, a new quarterback coming in next year. You want a fresh start, you get your guy. You hate that you love it. You hate that <laughs> no, you love it. Just it sounds gross. Like, of what are the Patriots is. doing? I feel like you're just still taking in another veteran defensive-minded coach. Like, if you're get, going off of Bill Belichick, but dude, I, go I, off of Bill Belichick entirely. I don't know, man. I feel like the organizations that are run that way craft knows the type of guys looking for and i think it's probably a dude like tomlin i don't know if he wants to go for like young and exciting i think he wants to go for like a system oriented process oriented person yeah i mean he's probably not gonna sign anyone from like the shanahan or mcveigh tree but yeah you know what i mean like that'd be so out of left field if the patriots like yeah we're gonna just try to be young and exciting like tomlin feels like yeah 
He's the, the guy. Move. Let's let's talk about the game though. Cincinnati. So Jake Browning's been playing fucking phenomenally. I heard this morning a stat that kind of blew my mind. Since he's taken over the three starts, he's finished as the QB four, the QB nine, and the QB four in fantasy. Wow. Two top five finishes right now. He's kind of he, getting it done he through his the legs this week. Jamar Chase is going to be out, though. He's going to be out for a couple weeks. T. Higgins looked like he was kind of finally back, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't really know how comfortable I feel with him. Is is it safe to say Jamar's out of the fantasy playoffs? Consider 17 the cutoff? The reports say that he's likely out for two weeks, so there's a really good chance that you're without him for both both of those weeks, which is unfortunate. Yeah, so it might be without him. Higgins, obviously you can throw Boyd in there. Tanner Hudson's been kind of low-key pretty nice for a minute. Mixon's been cooking. Yeah, it makes a sense. Too well. But get, also, a lot of touchdowns. What's his face? Chase Brown? Chase Brown. Dude, he's been getting some love. Yeah, he's been getting like, some serious touches. We're feeling a transition. It's weird. Like, I was looking at the snap counts. He's still, like, last week he played 17% of the snaps, but he's still getting. Mm-hmm. It, it's like when he's on the field, they make it a, a really concerted effort to make sure that he gets touches. It was like Keaton Mitchell three, four weeks ago. Like, 100%. That's a really good comp. Yeah, because yeah, Joe Mixon is like fucking Gus Edwards at this point, to be honest <laughs> yeah, with you. Yeah, pretty much. He's like fat, slow, but like he'll get into the end zone if you give it to him on the one yard line. What do you think about the Steelers' backs? I have them back-to-back in, like, the low or high 20s. Like yeah. 28-29. So hard to trust them right it now. Is. I don't think there's any way I put Najee into my lineup. Warren also feels like... Did you see... It was because they were trailing, but Warren saw a season high in, like, 70% of the snaps, and he's never gone above 60 this year. And Najee went down to 34. He's never gone into the 40s. I think Najee fumbled last game. In, like, an important situation, and I think that's probably why I think he got benched. Because I remember them continuously. You know when a player, like, fumbles, and then they're, like, sad? They just, like, keep fucking zooming in on their face during the broadcast. (laughs) But regardless, like, when they're down, yeah, like, Warren's obviously their best pass catcher. So I don't don't really have a strong take on it. This is, again, one of those divisional matchups where it feels like they tend to lean towards, like, ground and pound, let's Mm -hmm. try to be a defensive-minded team sort of thing. So, like... Najee would be a desperate RB3 for me. Warren, I feel a little bit better about, but even recently, he hasn't really done shit, so I don't... To me, they're both just ugly flex plays. Yeah, facts. Uh, Um, Deontay, three straight tutties. Feels a little uh, unsustainable, but... I just think he's the best receiver on that team for what they're doing. Also, Mason Rudolph, we didn't even talk about this. Mason Rudolph is their starter this this week over Trubisky. Good point. So he's kind of like almost a bad version of Kenny Pickett. That's gross God, all around. That's disgusting, dude. And the Bengals' low defense, low key dirty, like given the circumstances. I feel like it's always underrated. This feels really trappy. Like I feel really comfortable saying Cincy minus two here. If I had to bet my life on it, yeah, I would go with Cincy. But it's like if the Steelers come out on top, Mike Tomlin's back against the wall. Everyone's shitting on him. They pull, squeak out a win. I'm not gonna be shocked. So that also felt like that was supposed to be last week, and they also lost to like the car. They also lost to like multiple like fucking terrible, terrible teams. Like I don't know. The Colts have had like a strong identity all year. The Bengals though, without Jamar, I don't know. Maybe Browning is that good. It's just I'm kind of like, are you gonna keep this up? Without Jamar, I think what he's going to be forced to do is like target T the same way that he targeted Jamar, but they're not, not the, same. the same player. They're not the same player. So, I mean, if you have T, I think you're putting him into your lineup and feeling pretty good. He's got a tough matchup against probably a lot of Joey Porter Jr. You see, to not to pivot to this, I have a Pickens. Like, everyone's hating on him too for not trying and stuff yeah. and avoiding the block. Do you think that's like going to be an issue in his? Yeah. I, I don't think he's long for Pittsburgh. No. I, I think he's like I think even he's most, immediately though I'm saying for fantasy this week I wouldn't want to touch him. Yeah, I mean he's like one of those players that he's so like skill wise he's so talented that he could give you 
big plays, but no matter what, you're still going to need them to likely score to right. be worthwhile. Yeah, and I think we really haven't seen those big plays unless it's I feel like been with Pickett for the most part. I don't trust really anyone with Mason Rudolph. I throw Deontay Johnson in there as like a low end wide receiver three. I think Pickens. Yeah, you saw those videos of him like on the block with Warren. Yeah, and he called out. He said he came out. Like he was talking about the tank Dell. Tank Dell. Yeah. Yeah. Which like. I guess I understand, but I can't imagine that goes well in the dude, locker room. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Like, dude, you got your he guys about to like, score. Yeah. It's not even like he didn't give it his all. Like, he just didn't try at all. Yeah. Not great. And, the, yeah, he just feels like the next line of – I actually was talking about this exact thing on the stream on Monday. But he just – he feels like the next, like, diva wide receiver, except he – most of the diva wide receivers that you think about – Are good. Are awesome. Yeah, He's it's Chase like Claypool. the TOs, OBJ, right. Like, you can't be a diva <laughs> and Juju. also not be elite. Yeah. It's all the Steelers wide receivers. Yeah, exactly. So, AB's fucking amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's <laughs> that's my concern with Pickens. I don't think Pittsburgh's going to want him there long-term. I think he's more, like, problematic for the team. Although he's, like, super fucking skilled. Maybe he maybe he goes – He so I would say he'd go maybe be a Patriot guy. Or Bill can put him in. That, but, but if Mike Tomlin's over there – That's true. You know what I but mean? But – He's also like, if he ends up on the Chiefs, sort of like, you know, he's like, all right, they're fucking going to use him to the nth degree. Maybe. I don't know. Everyone always like puts every, Justin Ross going to be so fucking good. He's so athletic. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Fuck that noise. Let's, uh, let's talk about fantasy, though. <laughs> so, Jake Browning, obviously really, really good in fantasy recently, but no Jamar Chase. I'm st- Yeah, I'm still not going to give him a QB1 ranking. Yeah. I could check where I have him exactly. Yeah, I think most likely I'll probably, I would have him in the QB, like, I don't know, 15, 16 range. Yeah, that sounds right. Mixon, you're probably starting as, I don't know, RB15, RB15 to 18. Do you have them higher than that? I kind of think of my rankings like eliminating the Thursday night guys. True. He's probably a top 12 back at that point. 17. I have Russ and Howell. Oh, actually 16 because I didn't take Stroud out yet. So Stroud's dead. Yeah, like I said, the running backs, low-end flex plays. Jalen Warren, I do have ahead of Najee, but I still group them together very, very tightly. T. Higgins has a low-end Wide receiver two, I think, in that 25-26 range. I think I might be a little bit higher than that. On T? Yeah. I feel like a little bit more comfortable just because of his... Admittedly, like, this is a very biased recency take. If he had a bad game last week, I probably wouldn't be on him. He had, he had a good game, so I'm like, okay, maybe, like, wide receiver 20, 22, something like that. Mm. To me, I just see it as, like, a tier difference. It's like, I'm throwing him in the starting line versus, like, oh, just filling a flex spot. It's, 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 maybe it's just the way my mind thinks, but it's, like, it's a tier difference. I'm like, I just can't bump him up. Where do you have the rest of the Bengals? Because I feel like they have a ton of dudes that are on, like, the borderline starting, like Tanner Hudson, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, Chase Brown. Fine, Boyd. He's probably in the 40s. Yeah. Yeah, I have Boyd at 47. Boyd's been like a fake handcuff receiver, I feel like, for three fucking years now. Hudson I have at tight end 26. The ECR has him at uh, tight end 30. Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, the ECR, I'm kind of like just done with the ECR. Like, it doesn't even matter. I feel like Hudson's been kind of good, no? He definitely hasn't been 26 to 30. Check his game log. I feel like he's like a 5 for 50 every week. 5 for 50 last week. The week before, 3 for 20 with the tutty. The week before, 4 for 35. The week before, 5 for 18. The week before, 4 for 50. Okay. Not great, I guess. But I think I'd play him over Juwan Johnson with Jamar Chase out. Really? Yeah. I got Jawan at 23. I mean, I guess this is the point where people I like think need that a help top decision. 20. I think he's a top 20 guy. You throw him in the teens? No, like top like 20 maybe. All right. Around there. Who, who are like the five guys ahead of him? Jawan, Otten, Chiggy, Hunter Henry, Pat. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they're all bad. <laughs> they're all in yeah. the same tier of just it's, like, I don't fucking know. It's tough. Maybe four here. for 50, maybe four for 13, <laughs> yeah. maybe a touchdown. It's, it's again, it's just whoever's getting that random tutty that they shouldn't have. Yeah. What about the running backs? Mixon and Chase. Mixon... 
I have at RB11. And then Chase. I feel like Chase is not like really startable. He's not someone like I want to rely on. I feel like I'd have to be so desperate. You have to be in like a 14, I feel like, team league to put him in. Yeah, I got him at like 50. He's, in the, he's all the way up in the 50s. Yeah, I just can't. Yeah. I mean, he's above at this point. I'd probably take him over like a Miles Sanders, Damian Pierce for sure. But it's still like. Damian Pierce, I feel like, shouldn't even be in rankings. No, anymore. I mean, he's at like below 20%. Yeah. But he's in that point of like, who do you want? Chase Brown or Hunt or Algier or A.J. Dillon? Yeah. Like, I can pick your apple. You're looking for the exact number. Is anybody out? Um, and we could talk about Fryermuth if you want. Rudolph, I wouldn't even want to touch. Are the Steelers on a three-game losing streak? Colts and then two really bad opponents before that? Or did they? They lost to the Patriots. And didn't they lose? They lost to a really bad team before that, too. They lose to the Cardinals? Yeah. They, they got did, their right? ass beat. Cardinals, Patriots, Colts, I think. Unless they got to win somewhere Tomlin in between. bad? Tomlin might be the world. <laughs> Patriots might not even hire his ass. Right. Um, yeah, so I will take. <laughs> we beat him. Why would we want him? <laughs> I will take Cincy minus two. Yeah. I will also take. Will the, you take Cincy to make the playoffs? I'm going to take the under. Um, I guess so. I feel like if they win this, they're probably in. It's no? kind of gross, but yeah. It's kind of like we'll get to the Bills in a second where I feel like this two-game big win streak over Dallas and Kansas City, it's like they're in. It feels like we like the records. It's still tight. Yeah. Is it one between the Bengals and the Bills, or can they both get in? I think the Colts are in that mix. They're eight and six, because uh, the Browns are like nine and five, so they could eat one. Yeah, there's a, they they would need a couple losses to other teams. Damn, some team's gonna go like ten and fucking seven and be out. Hundred percent. Yeah. All right, so we'll move to the last game of the Saturday night slate. It's the Bills at the Chargers. They're also in SoFi Stadium. So shout out to the people in California getting bike to bike nights out there. Buffalo is twelve point favorites going cross country here. Forty three and a half point over under. Obviously we saw what happened to the Chargers against the Raiders last Thursday night. And we saw the Bills versus the Cowboys on Sunday night. Or was that Monday night? That was Sunday. That was Sunday at like four twenty, twenty five. Sunday morning. Cool. Whatever. Um <laughs> the Bills obviously just fucking shit on the Cowboys through their ground game. James Cook came off of a absolutely Dude, just ridiculous. We would game. be talking about him even more if CMC didn't drop like forty fantasy points. But yeah. like James Cook. Him. Over 200 yards from scrimmage, a couple touchdowns, even dropped a touchdown pass, too. Like, he could have had more touchdowns, which is very... <laughs> I, I think most of the storyline is, like, uh, Joe Brady taking over as offensive coordinator. I'll be honest, I think it's more, like... I think it's Josh Allen's willingness... I, I don't think James Cook's numbers have really changed that much in terms of... Yeah, his, if, I'm, if his, I'm being honest, I think Ken Dorsey kind of falsely got fired. I don't know if I'm, like, backing Ken Dorsey whatsoever, but I just don't think, like, the... I don't think everything changed with Joe Brady. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of, like, Josh Allen, James Cook, kind of clicking now his usage is kind of the same like in terms of the uh, percentage of carries he's getting percentage of everything it's just like his target rate so he's not necessarily getting like a ton more targets but just like the targets per route run are going his way I think it's Josh Allen's willingness to use his running backs in the passing game more rather than always trying to take the deep ball always trying to chuck it it's like all right I can throw it at Gabe Davis for 47 yards at a cost of Gabe correct yeah (laughs) it's like we can throw to Gabe Davis 47 yards or I could dump it off to James Cook for four and maybe he turns it into 17 and that's working really fucking well right now uh Kincaid's taking a slip though a little bit correct I don't even know if I would fully blame Knox so I feel like it's just it's not it's it is it is I think you think it's not to do like Knox is not good Knox is not doing anything but that's the problem with like so many tight ends, especially rookie ones, is like they need the perfect storm in order mm. to re- like I don't even I don't even think that 
if they started if if the I Cardinals started I'm, playing like Ertz again, I, I feel like McBride probably say. wouldn't be eaten like he is now, but they got rid of him instead. So it's like it's he hard. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what's going to happen with Knox in the offseason. So hopefully he's gone. So I feel like really they gave him over. a big deal two years ago. They gave him it, at least big enough to like it shows you're committed. Big as the what? <laughs> I, I think uh, I'm not sure. I feel like it might have been kind of like big money wise, maybe like three year big money. But that usually tends to mean like two years with like the option to get out after the second See ya, year. Big yeah. as the. Um, so you love Josh Allen. You love James Cook, especially against the Chargers as a shit. He's defense. like RB5 this week. Yeah, not surprising whatsoever. Ridiculous. So obviously in your lineup, Diggs, he's, you know, hasn't been playing well, but he has to be in your lineup. Where do you have Kincaid based, uh, based on everything that's been happening? Well, I can't wait till we get into Austin Eckler. Um, Kincaid, I tied in 10. ECR has him on 7. Jeez. Yeah. Even 10, I'm kind of like, is this a little high? I agree. He's like, Barely a one right now, I feel like. Yeah, because right now I'm looking at him. I have him over Likely, and I just don't think I could keep him. Hell no. Yeah, no. Likely, I feel like, is a smash He's every week. He's been cooking. Yeah. Dude, the ECR is horrible. Has Goddard at tight end 19. We got it. We got it. We need to shut down fantasy pros. All right, I just I just put him under Likely quickly. Yeah, do that. Where's I feel like Likely should be a top five right now. Uh, I just put him at 10 or whatever. ECR has him at 11. Who are the guys? Give me like the five in front of him. Ferg, Engram, Nanjoku, Kittle, McBride. Okay. Those are pretty good. They're like in the tier, I think, together. But Likely, I feel like it's... I, you could... I, I might put Likely over Engram because Engram's been cooking and it's like... I You're agree. still banking on like those yeah. big games and those probably aren't going to happen again. I have a couple playoff teams. I think I'm starting multiple tight ends. Like, I think I have a team where I have Kittle and McBride, and I'm like, I want both mm-hmm. of them in my lineup, probably. I think in a lot of the best ball drafts, like, I've my lineup's been using the tight ends just because yeah. I need them. Yeah, I have a lot of McBride, likely, in best ball, I remember, and, and some Kittle, too. So, sitting pretty there. On the flip side, on the flipper side, we've got... What's you doing with... Uh, we got Stick. Keenan Allen looks like he's probably just going to shut it down at this point. Yeah, I I'm kind of interested in Josh Palmer. I don't think he's a bad start. Yeah, I would put him... I think I'd put him, like, above Boyd when we were talking in those 40s earlier. I would, too. Yeah. I think he's a lower 40s. Like, not a disgusting flex play, to be honest. Yeah. I mean... I, I think he's, like, around disgusting that in the sense, spot. like, we're still banking on Josh Palmer in the fantasy playoffs, but it's, like, not horrible. Palmer's okay. Everett's, like, another guy you got to be desperate for, but also could probably do worse. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about Eckler. You did. Yeah. So, so, do it. Talk about him in the sense, like, he just sucks, dude. I just can't. I just can't... I can't, I can't play him. So I got sent this video. I haven't watched it yet. So this is Matt Harmon does a podcast with Austin Eckler every single mm-hmm. week. And they talk about fantasy. And I'm actually, I told you, I'm playing against Austin Eckler in the semifinals <laughs> of this fucking league. He's, he's, Austin Eckler, good fantasy player. I'm not gonna say sorry. I mean, we could. He, he's he's spoken like a true uh, content creator in the fantasy space. Yeah, he's letting the comments get to him a little bit. He is even like if you want to believe in him, it's like matchup. This game is just gonna get blown to bits, and there's gonna be no run game, and maybe that could open up the passing for him, which is what he's used to excel at. But like, I'm still not seeing. No, he doesn't look good whatsoever. I'm still not banking on Easton Stick. So what I was thinking from that clip, this was the first time I watched a clip, and I thought it was going to be like more context behind why he's performing so poorly. Mm-hmm. And I thought people, I was like, 
a reply to jail, like that clip alone is going to get him drafted in the top 15 again next year. Because <laughs> people are just going to be like, this is what he said. This is why he was slow because his ankle yeah. was like taped up to his toes or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, no, he's been, he's been terrible. I do like... <sighs> I don't know. Eckler feels like one of those dudes in that league where I'm starting multiple tight ends. It's my most important dynasty league. The matchup is huge. It's like, do I start Eckler? Because I have him. I have C-Mac and I have Kamara as running backs already. And then I'm deciding between flex plays where one of them could be McBride. It could be Eckler, but it could be like Cortland Sutton or Pittman, Mm -hmm. guys like that and stuff like, you know, and I'm like, okay, (sighs) if I sit Eckler... And he ends up going for like, I mean, just two weeks ago, he went for 100, 100 yards, a touchdown, and caught like six passes. But that feels like his ceiling now. Like 16 points might be the cap for him. Sure. But it's also like, okay, what am I going to be more upset about? If I sit Cortland Sutton and he goes five for 70 a touchdown, or if I sit Austin Eckler and he catches seven passes for 100 yards and a touchdown, I'm like, ah. Oh. And I get it. The reality of the situation, this is what makes fantasy so difficult. The reality of the situation is by any logical measurable, like Eckler should be sat. There's no reason to be playing him right now. The team makeup, the quarterback. I mean, if you did the blind resume. Not close. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I, agree, but I don't agree. I doubt he'll, I mean, I don't know, just I'm going base off the hit alone. But if you could get Pittman, he's got to be the move. So I think he's, I have Tyreek as my one, hopefully. I have Pittman as my two. Also, hopefully, both of those might be fucking out. And then below them, I don't remember who my receivers are. I think Pittman might be just, like, in my starting lineup, not my flex. But I think it might be between, like, him and Sutton and... Sutton, McBride, Eckler. McBride will almost definitely be one of my flexes there. Guts texting us about his hip right now, I think. (laughs) He's up and alive. We'll get to that after. Uh, Yeah, so Bills, Chargers, Eckler. Where do you have him ranked, you said? He's, like, low-end RB2 for me. That's what I mean. Like, he's still, like, you're probably still starting him there. Yeah, it's just doesn't just show the numbers. Like, would you start Eckler or Higgins? Like, I think I'd start. I'd, I think I'd go T. I think I'd go T too. My God! But I would play Eckler over like the running backs. Deontay I, Johnson. Yeah, that's probably it about the guy we talking yeah. about. The running backs I have in front of Eckler are Javante, Aaron Jones, A. Chain, Swift. Like, he's not. There's just no way he could jump any of those guys. Maybe Javante. I was Javante, maybe, and maybe Aaron Jones, but it's like. If A.J. Dillon was back, maybe Jones, yeah. But that's the tier he's in right now. Exactly. The guys behind him, Zeke, James Conner, Ty Chandler, the Steelers guys. Oh, you got to move Chandler up. He's going to be the workhorse again this week. You think? I would start Chandler over. Who are they playing? (sighs) Detroit. It's fine. Really? Yeah. Move Chandler up. Who are the other guys you had there? Zeke, Conner, Steelers boys. I would... if. If I had Zeke, I think I'd probably play Zeke over Eckler, too. I feel really good about him. I really thought you were going to be, like, saying to move him up. We're going to help him in. Move back. What about Gus? Back that ass up. Uh, I'm good. I'd play Eckler <laughs> over Gus. They play the nine, Niners this week, right, on Christmas? Yeah. I feel like he's so going to score. Maybe. I just, I mean, he's it. got no upside. Except three I mean, Eckler might be just as likely to score as fucking Gus at that point. Um, but you got to think, like, if Keenan, I don't know. They've, they're down so many weapons at this point. They're going to have to score. Ah, fuck it. Quentin, Whatever. you think? I don't think I could. Oh, hell no. He's ramping up, though. In the semis, fuck. He's ramping up. Next year, sleeper, bounce bike. Oh, my God. All right, who you t- what, what line you taking, who you taking, what you taking, where you taking, why you taking. I think I taking? just have to take the points of Buffalo. I mean, this team is horrible. I will say, though, maybe it was just. Cross country, though? I didn't watch the game. Cross country. Bills are coming off hot. Chargers got their ass beat. The emotions are so mm-hmm. polar opposites that. But with that said, I just can't. Yeah, hell no. <laughs> I'm not taking the Eastern fucking Stick charter. is a fumble machine. Yeah, they might. They the Bills might actually run the ball f- 
50 times this game. Yeah. Like, and I think we're going to see the defense just, not that they're good, but they're going to now give up on top of already not being good. Yeah. This is where Stefan Diggs probably bounces back and has a two touchdown game and is finally. I don't even think Allen's going to need get, get a bunch of uh, enough volume for Diggs to like really pop. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't imagine they really go away yeah. from their game plan from last week. Allen's might be killing some fantasy teams. Could be. I still got him as like QB one, QB two, probably, but should be. It's Allen. Yeah, I'm taking Buff minus twelve. I'll take the over. I was gonna say I'll take the. I over don't give as a well. fuck. I'll take. I'll take the over. <laughs> okay. Shit don't matter. All right. Uh, well, there goes the three games: Saints, Rams, Bengals, Steelers, Bills, Chargers. We recapped it all for you. Hopefully, we didn't miss anything. I'm sure we missed many things. Mm-hmm. You guys will let us know in the comment section mm-hmm. if you enjoyed the video. Also, let us know in the comment section, or you could let us know by hitting the button that looks like. And we will see you. I don't know if I'll see you. Yeah, Monday's Christmas Day, so I probably won't be doing the recap that day. But I'll see you Tuesday at the latest. I think Friday for you, rankings. I'll be back Tuesday. Or th- my video, yeah. Yeah. What do I do? Am I sending that to you or Gut or Tony? Me. You might fire me. It's a big papa. You might fire me. It's big papa. It's going to be bad. I'm going to send it to Santa Claus to edit. Santa, this is what Keep I want. Keep saying that. I'm going to send it to Taiwan. I'm going to send it to Santa. Where are you sending it? <laughs> I'm sending it. I'm full send. Send it just straight to YouTube. That's what I'm sending to Santa. I'll say, hey, this is what I want for Christmas. I want you to edit this shit. All right, goodbye. Take us away. All right, that's our Thursday night, Saturday (laughs) night preview, week 16. We're going to be back next week with Tony, with JL, with half a hip gutter stain. Merry Christmas. Enjoy your gifts. No coals. Check your stockings. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.